Welcome back to the Slumber Party Pod, a deep dive into decoms. I'm Lizzie, and I'm keeping a secret. And I'm Hannah, and I love mango smoothies. And this week, we are wrapping up a series we started months ago by watching Teen Beach Movie 2. Or maybe it's just called Teen Beach 2. I don't know. (laughs) This was not an electric boogaloo. No, it's not. I'm going to put that out there right now at the front. Also, I did get a new microphone. If I sound better, clearer, more delightful, and delicious, um, that's why. <laughs> and if I don't sound any different, then just pretend I didn't say that. Um, you, you could do ASMR with that mic. Oh. Next season. Um, <clears throat> I was really excited for this to be a Teen Beach 2 electric boogaloo. Sometimes the sequels are better than the first one. No. No. Unfortunately not. We know that's true because we've seen zombies and descendants and etc. Where we love the sequels. Oh, that reminds me. We have to have a conversation about Harry Hook later. <laughs> okay. Anyway. That, save that for off the pod. Off the pod. Um, th- there is only one thing about this movie that's better than the first one and we can get to that later. At least in my opinion. Okay. I'm interested to see what you think that is. It's a really minute detail. Okay, great. Well, we're going to get right into it. Because we've been talking for a decade before we actually started recording for the pod. Um, Yeah, I already froze once. We've had a bit of a week here at the Slumber Party Pod, collectively. Um, Shocking. Virgo season is really whipping us around. Doing us dirty! I think someone said there are six planets in retrograde right now. I was going to say there's a lot in retrograde in particularly right now. The Mercury retrograde is hitting me, but I think also Saturn right now as well. Um, And that's going to go on until like October. So we've been played for a fool. Someone lied to her several times. Yeah. But that's all right. We're working on it. Yeah. Anyway, Lizzie is terrified of doing the 60 second summary this week. So even though I went last week, I said I would go again. She's so nice. I watched this movie in 10 minute increments over the course of about 24 hours. So I could not tell you what order any events happened in this movie. I remember the events, but that's about it. I watched this movie in increments as well, but only three increments because I watched nine minutes of it and then I fell asleep. (laughs) And then I watched about an hour and a half of it and then I watched five minutes of it. And as Hannah just told me, she is an elephant. She never forgets, so. No. Which means she should be really, really good at this. Yeah, well, and I did watch it this afternoon, so. Yes. I think I'm ready. All right. You want me to count you in? Yeah. All right, three, two, one, begin. So this movie picks up where the last one ended, kind of. It's the end of the summer. Um, They're talking about how they just met three months ago, and they're so in love, and school is starting, and we hope we can still uh, be friends, be dating in school. Um, School starts, and it kind of shows how different they are, and their friend groups are different, and everyone sees, like, oh my god, maybe they're not a really good fit. And so while they're dealing with that and being 16 and kind of breaking up softly, uh, Layla and Tanner from the Teen Beach movie from West Side Story arrive in 
California in 2018 or whenever this was. And that causes all sorts of shenanigans. And they're singing and they're in the movie. And then they find out that they're from a movie and that causes existential crisis. And Layla doesn't want to go back, but they have to go back because the longer they stay in the normal world, people from their movie world keep disappearing. So there's a lot of self-sacrificing that has to go on. But then in the end, um, the movie's better, but the ending is actually terrible. Time. All of those are correct. Everything you said was correct. I didn't get to the actual ending, but I figure that that is fine because we'll like, that'll be most of what we talk about. I've got beef with this ending. Mad beef. Yeah, same. Prime rib beef. That's what I have. (laughs) Arby's. Arby's, we have the beef. I would also like to say this movie came out in 2015. Um, oh, I was wrong. Which is... 2015? Yeah. So it was, you know, not that long ago, but also a lot earlier than I thought. Longer than I thought. I th- said 2018. I know. Um, and I'm trying to get it to pop up and tell me when the first one came out, because the first one came out in 2013. So there were two years in between them doing this. Yeah, which is how a lot of those series go. And let me just say, two years for these actors when the characters were only supposed to have aged three months, it did make a difference. It did. But we saw that with um, freaking Camp Rock. We yes, saw that with so Zombies. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, how, that's typically how these Disney Channel original movie franchises go. They... They do one every other year, like, for the series. Right. Yep. So, Teen Beach 2, official Disney Plus write-up. Here we go. Months after Mac and Brady returned from a summer adventure that transported them into Brady's favorite 1960s beach party movie, Wet Side Story, they receive a surprise real-world visit from Layla, Tanner, and their other newfound surfer and biker buddies. Knowing firsthand that the real world and the movie world don't mix, Mac, Brady, and all of their Wet Side Story friends must quickly devise a plan to use the magic of Layla's necklace to get everyone back to their movie world before it's too late. And that's true. That is true. They were right. Um, what they failed to mention is that um, this movie is terrible. <laughs> it's so bad. Well, okay, here's the thing. It's not terrible. It's not so bad. It's not Halloween Town 2, which if you look at our Instagram today on the 13th, some people have been watching, listening to that episode this week. And I don't want to talk about that either. So And I'm like, of all of our episodes, why are you going to listen to that one? But anyway, um, it's not like that bad. It's not one of the worst ones we've seen. But compared to the first one, it's worse, which is not typical. It was really disappointing. It was disappointing. We picked this one specifically for this week because we wanted a fun little sort of end of summer like fun musical that we were like kind of foolproof back to school vibe this will be great we loved the first one the music was so much fun obviously it's cheesy but you know that's just part of the gig but this was genuinely disappointing were you disappointed before 
the ending happened? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Not as deeply as I was after I watched the ending, but I was like, this isn't, it's just not hitting as much. And I wonder if it's because so much of, not necessarily the plot line, but kind of the plot line, but like the parts that we loved about the first one, like the music, like the sort of campy choreography, they brought all those parts back in the second one, which is great. And if they had done it to the same level as the first one, that would have been fine. But it's like a lot of it they just reused and did it less well. Worse. Yeah. I think we did our Teen Beach movie episode in June, so it's been a few months. But if I remember correctly, like so much of it was us talking about which songs were our favorite and how many good quotes there were. And this one is just kind of like, there's a couple good one-liners. The songs are like fine. I didn't have any. I have like two um, and they're all from the same character. There was only one song that I really, that I was like, okay, I like this. And it was in the last 25 minutes of the movie. So I don't think that they're, is any that I wrote, like, that I didn't do a compliment sandwich. Oh, sure. Where, like, I I didn't, yeah, where I didn't have to be like, it's cute, but. Mm -hmm. It's sweet, but. um, But we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, But this movie kind of starts. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I totally am skipping. Our outline. Um, I looked on Rotten Tomatoes. This movie has a 56%, which is what it deserves. Yeah. yeah. That's an F. I agree. Um, we do not have thoughts from an actual child this week. And frankly, I'm okay with that. Spare her. She doesn't need that in her life. <laughs> no. So. Um, Hannah, do you have a ranking for this? Oh, I don't. I was thinking about it earlier, but I wanted to compare to my old ones and I forgot. So let me take a quick little look. I think I'm going to give it a solid 3 or should I do 3.25? I'm going to do 3. Okay. Um, I'm going to give this one... Uh, 2.5. Okay, that's fair. Because I think if the ending had been different, I would have given it like a 3 also. Mm -hmm. I can't stress to you how much I hated the ending. True. I hated the ending. The ending is, maybe I want to do... For those of you following along at home, Mm -hmm. that would make this the second lowest score I've given to a movie. So. And I feel like that's right. Because my three lowest are Halloween Town 2, this, <laughs> and Cowbells. And I did like Cowbells more than this in the end, so. Yeah, because Cowbells had a better ending. Yeah. Um. Anyway, do you want to dive right into to some of our notes and get this over with yeah please 
Um, I'm going to try to be nice. I'm going to try to be nice because I know it's a children's movie. Okay, one of my first notes, I'm not going to say also because it's a children's movie, but I will send, I will text it to you, Lizzie. Um, the movie kind of starts, like I said, they're talking about, oh, we're going back to school and we'll be good at school, right? Even though like we didn't meet all last year. Like, yeah, we'll be fine. But then they're not fine because she's like totally, I would say like type A, but she's like, in all the extracurriculars and her like schedule is 100% booked all the time and she's very like academically driven versus he and his friends care more about like surfing and um like don't care about their grades as much they don't really care about the whole college application thing so they're causing tension and in the first like 15 to 20 minutes there's a breakup um and I am like why are we shocked that two 16-year-olds who've been dating for three months are breaking up. Right. Who the only thing that they have in common is that they spent the summer at the beach. The only thing they have in common is that they both like to surf. Yeah. Which, like, surely 75% of the kids at their school do. That's what I'm saying. But, setting aside that, you know, suspending disbelief. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, it was a good scene. I think Ross Lynch was still had some strong uh, performance mm-hmm. in this movie. You know, some of it, his character is, like, super goofy. And, like, he has this friend that is even goofier, which, like, pulls this terrible, like, Ugh. immature side out of Ross. Out of whatever his character's name is, Brady. Yes. But, like, he has some good parts. Like, the breakup scene is good. It's, like, yes. pour- in the pouring rain. Yes. Um, she's kind of mean to him. Yeah. Like, she's like, why don't you have a plan for college? And he's like, I guess because I'm a piece of shit, but really it's because he's 15. Right. Right. Um, that would be exactly why. I don't know. The two actors, Ross Lynch and, oh God, what is her name? Maya Mitchell? My Yes. I, I liked their performances in this. Like, mm-hmm. They were, we talked about this. They were the ones that were obviously the most skilled. Yeah. Last time, we liked their performances the most. Um, But in the last one, we also talked about how we could appreciate that the background characters are like the characters from the 1960s movie. Like, it takes an amount of skill to be an actor purposefully playing a bad actor. And in this mm-hmm. one, I got less of that in the intention part of it felt less clear. Yeah. Despite the fact that we had already watched the other movie and it just felt like they weren't very good. Yeah. And maybe that was because kind of like they were in, well, except for Layla and Tanner who come to like California or it, come to the modern day and are, you know, big parts. The rest of them are in so little of the movie that I kind of feel like they probably filmed all of their scenes in one day or something or one weekend. And it was just kind of like, okay, now, like, you guys giggle over here and you guys fight over here and you shake your costume over here. And, like, like we talked about last time, that background group of people, it's not nobodies. It's some pretty notable actors. It's Molly Gray. It's Jordan Fisher. It's, you know, people like that. Yeah. Um. And they just kind of are, like, annoying. Yeah, it was it was disappointing because 
in a sequel like that, mm-hmm. you would expect them, or I guess you would hope that the creative team involved would see that I don't want to call them background talent. The supporting roles, the ensemble roles, mm-hmm. they would see the talent that is there and use the sequel and use the new storyline to highlight that more. Yeah, let's kick it up a notch. It felt like the exact opposite happened. And so mm-hmm. I don't know if it was like we're really trying to like get our money's worth of like people coming here to watch Ross Lynch sing dramatically and be sad in the rain, which is fair. Mm-hmm. That is a valid and, you know, effective marketing strategy. However, when you have talent that are that good and you're not utilizing them properly, that's not on the actors themselves. Like, it's not their responsibility. So, I say with no expertise. Sorry, I'm just... No expertise. I was listening to you, but also I started looking to see if I could see anything about their production, like, to see if I could see anything about, like, the budget or what their timeline was. Yeah. And the only thing I'm learning is that um, they filmed in Puerto Rico, which is cool. Puerto Rico. It was the fourth decom to fill, to film in Puerto Rico. Love that. Um, Princess Protection Program filmed in Puerto Rico, which is crazy because that's set in like Louisiana. Really. The Wizards of Waverly Place movie filmed in Puerto Rico, and the first Teen Beach filmed in Puerto Rico. Oh, I didn't know that. That's very interesting. Yeah, I don't think we caught that last time. No. Um, but I can't really see anything else about, like, you know, if they filmed the whole thing in, like, six weeks, like, they, you know, that's what you hear about High School Musical 2 all the time, and that's yeah. a way better movie than the first one. It is, you know, an immeasurable amount, the quality of that movie compared to this one. hmm So. Lizzie, did you have anything you did like about this movie any moments any quotes any songs i guess we could talk about songs kind of separately but so i guess just in general i did like the music in this there just there weren't any songs that i was really like oh yeah i'm gonna listen to this independently outside of Mm-hmm. watching this film there was no cruising for a bruising there was no cruising for a bruising there was no the other one that's good no and it's very disappointing like the, so many songs from the first movie went viral on tiktok and none of these would go viral on tiktok Ew. and it was really disappointing because the last few musical movies that we have watched obviously the zombies franchise but when we watched the first teen beach when we watched Descendants, um, obviously High School Musical, like, we talked about, like, if this were a song that had come out separately, independent of the film, we would like it regardless, like. Yeah, like, we would listen to it We would listen, exactly. You don't need the visual aspect of it to make Mm -hmm. the song good. And I didn't really feel like that with this. Um, I did like, I think it was probably like this third or 
second to last song where they're at the save the seas save the beach dance um and it's kind of like mac and brady doing their i don't it's not like a dance battle but it's kind of like they're separate oh, I, like see what i i disagree i think that that's really cringy oh no it was no it definitely was but it served its purpose. I think that song is called like Gotta Be Me. March to the beat. I march to the beat, gonna do my thing. March to the beat. I march to the beat, gonna do my thing. You wanna feel this beat? Cause I gotta be me. You let it move those feet, it'll set you free. Come on, you need to see that I gotta be me. I gotta be, gotta be, gotta, gotta be me. Yes. It served its purpose. I also think maybe it's just because I really liked Ross Lynch's whole first part there. Yeah, he was good. Like, that's the thing is, he he's a really strong performer. Maya Mitchell's good too, but like, Ross Lynch is like, he's a triple threat. You know what? Um, I will say, Ross yeah. Lynch danced his little tushy off in this movie. He did in this movie. He did a good you job. You texted me in all caps. Tap tap dancing i was so it was such a pleasant surprise um but even like Mm -hmm. little there were smaller little vignettes smaller moments yeah that really highlighted his dance training and dance skill and that was great um that made me happy i wrote uh basically all of my music notes like i said were compliment sandwiches where i said Good but boring. Not as good as the first movie. For one of them, the song that like was Layla and Tanner at the school, I think it was something about like turning your frown upside down. If we can do it, so can you. Tooth by tooth, row by row. When you let your happy through, then the whole room starts to glow. Twist that frown upside down. You gotta twist that frown up, 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 upside down. I literally wrote this feels like they were the writers were like okay we need a song to pad out the movies like we'll include this random one here that's irrelevant yeah I didn't like it it. was them like yelling at high schoolers to smile yes I I will say something that this is kind of related to the music but is also just like a funny personal anecdote that made me giggle um is when I was scrolling through i looked at the track list of the of the soundtrack before i watched it because i wanted to see because i wanted to see if i like recognized any of these songs i did not however the second song on my own sung by ross lynch so far from home and I just don't know, am I gonna make it brave enough to take this road out on my own? And in my brain, I concocted this whole subplot of they were doing Les Mis at whatever their high school was. And Ross Lynch was going to be singing the eponym song on my own. And did you think that that was the plot? <laughs> I was hoping. I was really hoping. Um, and it was not. And I was like, that is giving a little too glee for me. 
I had a similar experience recently. It wasn't related to this movie, but it was related to Disney Channel because I keep seeing on YouTube, um, like, clips related to the new High School Musical, the series season. And there's one song or, like, a clip of a song that's going around that's Joshua Bassett singing it. Oh, gosh, what song is it? Because it's the name of, like, another popular song. Wait, I think I know what you're talking about. Oh, it's Joshua Bassett singing a song called Finally Free. And I was like, is he singing Finally Free from Julie and the Phantoms? And I was like, no, of course he's not. It's not even owned by Disney. Oh, that's funny. I wasn't even thinking about that, yeah. Um. So then I didn't watch it. Oh, justice for yeah, Julie and the Phantoms. Free. Should I clip that song in right here? Yeah. It's better than any song in this movie, so. It's true. Um, oh. We did get a cute little meant-to-be reprise. Yeah. Uh, towards the end, and that was sweet. It was like acapella. Yeah. I'm so lucky that I found you. Most definitely. Oh, yeah. Not a phony or a fake. Sweeter than a chocolate shake. My meant to be. Cause when it's meant to be. Um, I did like that. It was very sweet. It was before the terrible ending. I would have liked it more if they hadn't sullied it by putting it before one of the more terrible endings in cinematic history. Yeah. And then the very finale song, which is at like the Save the Beach dance part two. Hi guys, this is editing Hannah here. Um, I'll be honest, I'm sick and tired of downloading music to put into this episode. So I'm just going to link this song in the show notes. Have at it if you want to listen. <laughs> Bye! Um, where Rosslich tap dances. I wrote, this is objectively, objectively a better finale song than the finale in the first movie, which I really don't like. It's the one where they're like, ready, Freddy, ready, steady. I agree too. But in the context, I hate it because I hate the ending. Right. Yes, that's true. So they did themselves a disservice. And the hard part is, I think they could have... We're just going to have to talk about the ending, but I understand what they were trying to do with the ending, and I think it still would have been feasible without them... Ruining the whole movie. The whole franchise. Ruining the whole movie, yeah. So, that's my thoughts. But I agree, I do like that finale song. And you know what? There was one person whose performance really was disappointing. Who? The guy who plays Layla's brother. Like, Butchie? Oh, yeah, the main biker. Yeah. Because we really liked him in the first one because we thought he was kind of, like, silly and campy or whatever. Something mm-hmm. about that performance in this movie just rubbed me the wrong way. It graded on 
every one of my last nerves. I don't know if it's just because I was irritated with the movie to begin with. And then his stuff was so over the top. I was like, okay, this is excessive. I've had enough. Yeah, it wasn't good. And like I said, you know, maybe they only gave those actors like a day or two to knock out all their scenes. And maybe it was like poor writing. Take seven. (laughs) Yeah, but it just, yeah, it was annoying. I did... Layla and Tanner, I liked a little bit. I actually did like Layla in this movie because kind of the whole point of this movie is being like, Layla doesn't have to go. She doesn't really want to be the love interest in this silly 60s movie anymore. She wants to, you know, do more with her life. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tanner is still as dumb as ever. God bless his oh, heart. Oh, golly gee. He had some funny lines, though. Like, he, what did he say? Like, when Layla first decides, like, she doesn't want to do the movie anymore, she goes, it's not you, Tanner. You're a great guy. And he says, of course I am. <laughs> I know. He is and funny. I was like, that's so cute. And then in the same scene, when Ma- I said Mal, Max, little necklace, floats back up to them, she goes, it's a sign. And he says, it really looks like a necklace. <laughs> I forgot about that. And I was like, okay. He's still, like, his silly little self. He's dumb, and it's, like, his character, there was no character development. But that was the point. But at least he was, like, yeah, he was the same. It was consistent. He wasn't worse. Right. Mm -hmm. Consistency is far preferable to just being worse at this point. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Do we need to talk about the bad now? Because we've talked about so much good. Yeah, let's just rip off the band-aid. So in the end of this movie, I guess we have to backtrack a tiny bit. Layla and Tanner have to go back because people are turning to sparkly dust like nobody's business from the movie. They're Avengers. um, Yeah, it's the, what do they call it, like the blip? Yeah, it's, they're Thanos snapping. Yeah, because, like, the longer that the movie is not right, like, the the more they cease to exist. So they gotta get Layla and Tanner back, ASAP. Brady, aka Ross Lynch, whips out this electric, I'm a skateboard, snowboard, surfboard. Sandwich board. <laughs> um, to, to send them back, to help them get back, because, like, there's no waves or whatever. But... Like, he's having trouble getting it to work because it's this prototype, and they spend so much time stalling and, like, sing. Like, first they sing, and then it's going back, and then he's, like, trying to fix it underwater. And all I kept thinking about was in that part of Brooke and Connor make a podcast where they talk about how Brooke gets nervous in front of Cody. And one time she said to him, guess how long I can hold my breath underwater? And he was like, how long? And she was like, I don't know, maybe a minute. Because he, he could hold his breath for, like, a minute. Um, but eventually, it works. But, like, sending them back, before they send them back, Mac is like, Layla, you don't have to do the movie the same. You can make it your movie. Like, make the movie whatever you want. And she's like, okay. But then Mac is like, wait. But, like, if they do that and it's not what said story, like, what if me and Brady never met? Because that's how they met, apparently. Like, they met because he was watching the movie, and she was like, that's a stupid movie, and then they both loved the movie, and he got her a mango smoothie. Um, that part was semi-vague. 
Yeah. And then so Brady finally gets the thing fixed. They go off into the darkness of the night. And then you hear her voice echoing in his head. What if we never met? What if we never met? What if we never met? And then he runs out of the water, jogs up to her, and jogs right past her and makes a sharp left. And goes and finds his friend. Because everything has changed now. And now they don't know who each other are. They never met. So we spent the better part of two hours and 45 minutes collectively at this point. Yeah, More than that. Almost three. More than that. Probably yeah, it, over three at this point. Closer to four hours. Yeah. And God knows how many hours we've talked about this. I know. For them to just... I'm all for nothing. I'm... Dia freaking bollicle. I have never threatened a director on this podcast yet, and I will not do so now. But just know the temptation is there. It was so unnecessary. It completely undid any any parts of this movie and the first movie that we really liked. It made me really not want to go back and like rewatch the first movie because now I'm just pissed off. Are you frozen? Oh, she's frozen. Yeah. I'm gonna refresh. <laughs> I didn't appreciate you saying that in a vampire accent. <laughs> well, anyway. I'm gonna refresh. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway, which also, now just my mind is powerful. <laughs> Thinking, if they'd never met, that girl would have been at some prep school in Connecticut. Yeah. She would have, you know, snapped out of there. But no, she's still there at the Save the Beach dance, which is no longer a dance. Now it's a movie screening, which isn't really a screening. It's more of a flash mob. I'm like, what's the point of screening a movie if if you're going to stand in front of the screen and dance and sing in front of your high school classmates? Well, I guess that's kind of like a shadow cast, like Rocky Horror. Yeah, but they didn't advertise it as the, the Save the Beach shadow cast. <laughs> that's true. It's a, con- it's a combination um, school dance movie screening flashback. Yeah, it was confusing. Because that's what all high schoolers love. And then they replay their first meeting, but opposite, because that's, like, the first scene of the movie is, like, we met three months ago, and it's kind of cute, and they, like, walk us through exactly how they first met, which kind of had a callback to the Wizards movie, because part of it had to do with a mango smoothie, or guava and papaya, anyway. So, like, they walked us through that at the beginning, <laughs> so at the end, when they redo it, but roles reversed, we ha- we can be, like, Oh my god, they're meeting again. They're gonna fall in love again. But I don't care at the end. No. Because this time, like, she's watching the movie, but it's a different movie. Because now it's Layla, Queen of the Beach. And it's different music. And he's like, this movie's stupid. And she's like, I'll buy you a smoothie if you watch it. And then he tap dances. And then, like, Layla winks. And that's it. No. And that is so disappointing to me because one of the most endearing parts of the first one, I thought, is that he's the one who's, like, obsessed with this movie musical. Yeah, and now they're just making her, like, a theater kid and he's, like, a 
surfer dude. Yeah. Just a dude. He's just yeah. a little guy. And, like, so then, like, they clearly hint, like, oh, like, they're just gonna get right back together. It's just gonna be, like, three months lost, but whatever. But it's, that's not the point. No. No. I didn't want them to re-find each other. I just wanted them to be the same. Yeah. Hello. You couldn't have just thought of a better ending? Really and truly, they could have just sent the people back. And then had the two of them hug. Realize the movie was different. Come to terms with, like, we don't have the same plan for our future, but that's fine. There are differences. Right. Because we're 16. Because that's another insufferable part about Mac, which I talked about briefly about how she's, like, you know, the whole thing is, like, oh, she's super driven and planning and he's not. And she gets mad at him because, like, he misses the college fair and he won't tell her what he's working on. And then when she finds out that he's built all these surfboards that are going to save the freaking day, not thanks to her, she says something like, Yeah. Oh, you actually do have a plan for your future. And I was like, girl, nobody has a plan. Like, shut up. Yeah. This isn't his plan for the future. It's his plan for right now. He likes it. And that's good enough. And also, he's a singer. We see him recording his song. Plans for the future do not work. No, they don't. Girl, your plan to be an oceanographer or whatever, it's not going to work. You're going to show up at your state school and you're going to hate your intro biology class and you're going to switch to something else. Yeah. Or you're going to hate it the whole time and wish you switched. I know lots of those. I won't name them. Yeah. Or you're going to be like, oh, I'm going to double major. And you know what? You know how long that's going to last? Two semesters. Two semesters. Um. So. But, yeah. Basically, she needs to get a grip. She thinks she's so much better than him. And it's like, he's cool too. Like, he surfs. He's the president or the captain or whatever of the surf club at their school. Like, that's. That's kind of a big deal. They go to school on the beach. That's probably a pretty big club. And when Mac and, like, yeah. the the hot guy who's supposed to be, like, I don't know, the, like, fake-out love interest, even though her bestie's interested in him. Oh, yes. I think he plays Zendaya's love interest in, like, the Disney show she was on. I'm not sure. Maybe, yeah. Like, he's the smart guy that Brady feels like he can't be. He's like, I'm president of the Oceanography Club. And she's like, I'm president of the marine biology thing. And we're going to plan this beach event together. And Brady's like, oh, I'm president of the surfing club. And that would have been like a perfect opportunity to be like, oh, my God, you could help us with this beach event, too. But they're like, oh. Yeah. They look look down on him. Yeah. He did. Snobs. Elitism. Well, if... One good thing did come from us watching this movie. One, we got to record this episode. Yeah. Which is always a good thing. Two, this means we're probably going to get to post pictures of Ross Lynch on our Instagram this week. Yeah, and like I said at the beginning, there was only one thing about this movie that was better than the first. And that there was so much more shirtless Ross Lynch in this movie. They didn't have him in any rash guards. really was. I know. I know. Good for him. And he had some cute moments. Yeah. Ross Lynch. Hold on, let me find it. 
is officially on my oh you can't see it my notes app list of celebrities i have a crush on (laughs) oh that's so funny he's on there him and 47 other men oh my god wait i should make a list like that except for so many of them would be fictional do you have book men on that list? Oh, that's a separate list. Oh, okay. No, no, no. That's a separate list. Um, What was I going to say? What was the but... song that Ross Lynch covered the other day and people went insane? His concert. Oh, I don't know. Was it something... Was it something rather spicy? No, but it was something iconic. Hold on. Let me do another quick Google. Sorry, y'all. Oh, what was it? I don't know, but I'm just going to... Hannah! What? Oh my god. Yeah, what did he sing that night? I don't know. Let me do a quick look. Hold on. (laughs) Oh, he sang Rock With You. Okay. Yeah, as he should. He sang Rock With You All Night. Is that- that's- Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson? Just Michael. And he's saying wearing a Canadian cowboy hat. And not much else. Oh, Lizzie, I'm going to send you so many of these videos. I'm going to send you so many of these videos. Um, Hannah. Hannah, Hannah. Lizzie, Lizzie. Hannah and I did briefly consider being a little unhinged and flying quite a ways to go see him in concert oh my god lizzie i'm sending you so many videos can we can we log off so you don't have to edit this yeah but like one second we're not done yet oh we're not no i feel like we i mean we need to wrap up oh sweet i've oh my god she just keeps going. She'll never stop. <laughs> Basically, I just sent you all the top ones. Okay, I'm done. Sorry, y'all. Just imagine Ross Lynch saying like he did in this movie, so you don't even have to imagine. How could I ever forget you? Swoons! Oh, I did text Hannah that. Everyone, let us know if you've watched this or really seen any content that Ross Lynch is in. Do you think Ross Lynch is one of those guys? We all know these guys. And they're normally, like, very nice. And maybe intentionally, but maybe unintentionally, like, very flirty. One of those guys who, like, anytime he's talking to anyone, he just looks like he's in love with them. No, but he's so good. Like, he had a sweet, like... He and Tanner, right when they're leaving, had a great also, like, goodbye hug moment. That was very compelling yes. and sweet as well. Um, yeah. Just a couple of buds. Yeah. So, basically, Ross Lynch was the only good thing about this movie. And Ross Lynch is in a very loving and committed relationship. Which is great. What's the name of his new nephew or, or niece? So, we've talked about his nephew, Superfunk, yeah. on the pod before. Or maybe I edited that out. I guessed that the new baby was going to be named Megafunk. But that no, wasn't the case. No, they, they kept with the S theme. I forget. So, he has a new niece whose name is Sweetie Funk. Oh, ew. 
S W E E T I E. Sweetie Funk. So they just have a sick sense of humor. That's awful. Well, it's okay. My, obviously, everyone who listens knows this. My last name is Hobbs. Mm -hmm. And um, my parents talked about briefly if I had been born a boy, they were going to name me Calvin. (laughs) Calvin Hobbs. My parents joked when I was born... When people asked what my name was going to be, they said, if it's a girl, Tina, if it's a boy, Ike. Hannah will be introducing herself as Tina Turner from here on out, regardless of what movie it is. (laughs) I'm Lizzie, and I'm Tina. I'm Tina Turner, and I'm a mango smoothie. Oh, I love mango smoothies. I know. You should get one tomorrow. I should, if I wake up early enough. I might go to the gym tomorrow morning, if I can raise myself from the dead. Working on her fitness. fitness. She's my witness. Ooh-wee. Ooh. Ooh, I just have to listen to that song. Do you want me to send you my gym playlist? Because it's all songs from Disney Channel original movies. Is it the one that we created? Yeah. <laughs> okay, you don't need <laughs> to send me that. I curated it. I know, but sometimes you, for- sometimes you forget that it exists. True. Ugh. And cruising for a bruising is on there. Cruising for a bruising is on there, and it gets me going. Usually, I just listen to like one podcast episode because that's like enough time for me to like do all my things. Feel like you've gymmed adequately. Yeah, because it's usually between like forty-five minutes and an hour, and that's enough. Yeah. Anyway, basically that's it. And on that note, I have the intention. Of going to watch all these Ross Lynch TikToks that Hannah just sent me. The intention of downloading these files and then... If anyone wants to send Hannah some Ross Lynch fan fiction. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, DM it. Okay. And on that note, we should probably boot Scoot and Buggy. We should take it away. Yeah. Take it away, Ernie. Take it away. Take it away, Tina. <laughs> This has been the Slumber Party Pod, a deep dive into DCOMs. This episode was edited by Tina and collectively conceived of as a postgrad crisis by Lizzie and Tina. This podcast has been distributed by Anchor, and we hope you'll join us again next week. I just realized in our intro, I don't think I said a deep dive into DCOMs. You didn't. You didn't. Do you want to redo that? Yeah, I'll redo it. I noticed it, and I was like, maybe she just hates that part of our brand, so she's cutting no. it out now. No, I because I've been doing it with no script, clearly. I've just been off the top of the brain. I, so. I assumed it was a, a choice. We can yeah. redo it real quick. Okay. Welcome back to the Slumber Party Pod, a deep dive into DCOMs. I'm Lizzie. I forgot what I was.